Welcome to the 27th episode of Sawdust Nation with your lovely host, AJ from Crafted and NJ, and my lovely counterpart, Josh from North Country Woodworking. What's up? That, 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 very high energy. Um, Josh is going off of probably like a couple hours of sleep like I am. So uh, this is going to be a very fun-packed show, I can already tell it, because <laughs> we're going to be all over the place. Probably rabbit hole after rabbit hole. But, Josh, I think you might want to mention something. Yeah, just like Alice, we're going to go down the first rabbit hole we see and talk about our sponsors mm-hmm. with this radio voice I currently have on. <laughs> so, it's already happening. Yeah. A big thank you to Total Boat for being a sponsor of the show. If you haven't checked out their epoxy products or their apparel or one of the hundred other things they offer, go to the site, go to the Instagram, check them out. They're, they have amazing customer service. They can help you out with any of your epoxy needs. I mean, like they have varnishes. They're, honestly, you could do almost any project in your shop and Total Boat could be there helping you out in some way or form, helping you to finish that oh, project. Yeah. And uh, From start to finish. Yeah, AJ and I can attest to that. And then Sticker Beat. Where would you be without Sticker Beat? I have my stickers mm-hmm. literally everywhere to the point where my wife hates them. Because when I get a new tool, the first thing I do is I clean off. It could be totally dirty, and I'll clean off just a little section, and I'll throw my <laughs> sticker on there. My new Glowforge already has two, two stickers Jeez. on there. Anyway, they have 3M vinyl, and that stuff can stick anywhere, and it stays on there. I have two stickers on my car, one Sawdust Nation sticker, one North Country Woodworking, and that's been through snow, rain, sunny days, cold days, you name it, and it sticks. But the other day, I wanted to remove it, and I just peeled it right off, mm-hmm. left nothing behind. So, I mean, nice. their stickers are amazing, and you can get 20% off just using Sawdust Nation as the code. And that's one word. Yep. So, big thank you for those two sponsors. And AJ, I heard you got some interesting stuff going on in your shop. Let's hear it. Mm. Like always. But I want to mention one last thing about that sticker beat. They, you know, Their name is... With stickers in it, but you can get a lot more through Sticker Beat as well. So it's just not limited to stickers. Definitely check out their website and uh, see what else they have to offer. So anyway, I just want to throw that in there. Um, I didn't know that until recently, and uh, it kind of amazed me. I thought they were literally just stickers. No, they do magnets. They do labels. They could do, uh, I think, packing tape, a whole bunch of different stuff. Might have to look into that packing tape. Might have to do that. Anyway, the stuff that's going on in my shop. As always, I always come back with kind of the same thing, but it just keeps growing. Um, I got a lot of flag orders. People are coming from all around to order them. Um, got a few orders for flags that, you know, aren't due until later next year. But, you know, they got their order in and, um, you know, so at least I could start working on it. The flags are really coming a long way since I first started them. And I we did some calculations the other day. And it doesn't, it's not so, so big, but I'm to, to date, I've made 63 flags. And then we calculated how many stars. Uh, those are both um, coin holders, flat flags, and wavy. And then we calculated the stars, and it was like 3,100 stars that I've painted so far. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy to think about that. You know, 63 doesn't sound like a whole, lun- a whole lunch. Yes, it doesn't sound like a whole lunch. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a whole bunch, but, you know, from a year ago to where I am today, the flags have come full circle. 
Um, you know, I started out, I was using a template to do those flags and then, you know, sanding them down. So it would, Josh is now throwing me off cause he's recording, but, um, you know, I would use the template, then I'd sand down the waves. The waves would look all identical. And then I really wanted to spruce it up and start power carving. So, um, picked up a few discs you know, from Cutsaw and, um, went to town on it. You know, they slowly got bigger waves, uh, different styles. And now I'm incorporating the logos onto it, either painted or uh, carved where the logo is actually raised instead of being part of the waves. It's, it has its own platform to sit on, but it's all, you know, all incorporated. So it doesn't look like it's standing out too much. And, um, what else do I have going on? Oh, the project that I couldn't talk about, (laughs) um, before Christmas was Kim's Christmas present. Um, found a picture online of this, it's going to be a little bit hard to describe on on um, the podcast, but it's a an epoxy snow globe. And on the base of the snow globe is a piece of wood, and I chose oak for this. And I cut little mountains into it. I burned it completely on top, so it would actually um, take away a lot of the points because I didn't want to sand it. I wanted it to get this more natural look, and I burnt it really, really well, uh, took a Wire brush to it, cleaned it all up, painted some snow caps on it, and then built a homemade mold for my uh, my my invention that I'm going to try, and or that I did try, and then I used some total boat thick set and did three layers of the epoxy, painted some star um not stars stars are stuck in my brain as you could tell, um, snowflakes, and I'll be posting that up now that you know Christmas is over and Kim has gotten it. And um, it came out really nice. That thick set worked out great. I had one problem, and I was telling Josh earlier, but you know, the thick set does not like the cold. Um, I left it in my garage to set overnight, and uh, let's just say it didn't set up. And so I had to move it in the back room. Everything worked out fine in the end. But um, I learned a lot on that. You know, I learned that my mold wasn't 100% sealed, <laughs> and I uh, almost glued it to the top of my CNC table. <laughs> Luckily, I had a spoil board on there because I went to go lift it off. And I'm like, why is it sticking? I don't remember the tape being sticky. And I was like, oh, that's the epoxy that dried on there. So luckily, it all came off. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I, I have a lot of projects going on. Um, and one last thing that I think I mentioned last episode was I had a coffee mug rack that was being built. And um, that got delivered today. The customer was actually one of my coworkers and she loved it. Uh, one coworker bought it for another coworker and we surprised her with it today and she absolutely loved it. Can't wait to get it hung up. She has a coffee mug um, collection. That's what she does. She sees coffee mugs, she buys them and you know, she wants to display them. So um, besides flags, that's my, that's my big thing right now is flags. Oh, and this is um, big news for me. I, I hit a milestone, sir. <laughs> What's that, man? My third Etsy order. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, please orders. put your hands together for AJ from Crafted and NJ. Hello. Hello. Yep. Please take a bow. Yes. Yes. Whenever you guys want uh, autographs, they will be worth tens of millions of Sense. one cent. So, <laughs> so yes, um, that's that's exciting. You know, I heard this cha-ching noise on the app and I saw that Etsy said that, you know, you have a new uh, order and I was blown away by it. And I have a fourth one in the works. 
So, I mean, to me, that's, that's pretty cool because since I went on Etsy, uh, Etsy was kind of dead for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's my marketing. My marketing is horrible on there. Um, that's a work in progress, but you know, to see that people from across the country want to buy something that I make is, it's pretty outstanding. You know, I've sent a few flags to, you know, one went to Texas, one went to Cali, um, one will be going to Canada. So that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. That's coming in the works. And, um, yeah, Etsy is, uh, picking up in a little bit, you know, three orders later and I feel like a star. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, but that's, uh, pretty much what's going on in my shop. I got, um, some CNC work that I got to do come up, you know, that's coming up uh, just a ton of flags. I got blanks all downstairs that have to be ground out. And, um, since it's getting a lot colder out, I'm not sure how I'm going to be grinding these out because, um, I don't really want to do them outside. So I have to kind of shelter myself inside the garage so I don't make a mess. Cause I don't know if you've done anything that, yeah, you remember. I did this one one time, and I will never do it again without <laughs> some kind of shelter around me because I found sawdust everywhere. I think I still have it on certain shelves. There's sawdust literally still there. Yeah, you probably and do. I, I'm telling you, I'll never. I gotta just somehow. I think my, what I'm gonna use is my older spray shelter mm-hmm. that from Home Right, and then tarp the front so it creates you know like a little cave. And then I'll put a shop vac or my dust collector in there so it'll at least collect most of the uh, fine particles. So I have an idea for you. Your when, where's that located again in your shop? Is that located closer to the door or closer to your saw? That is closer to the door. Perfect. The garage door. So what you do is you get some plastic sheeting, uh, some plastic um, for like painting to protecting furniture and you get some conduit um you throw it up there you attach it you can roll it up and um, use some bungee cords and when you're not in use it could be rolled up and all the way and then when you're ready you just let that go you put some weight on the bottom and then you're you already have your um your wind going in there you have more space and it could be a spray shelter as well problem Probably the, the, when is on the outside of the door track. So I couldn't do the conduit because then the, the tarp would be, it would, it would interfere with my garage door. You don't use so it anyway. I've, you I have do. another That's way how to I get escape. out every morning. You're right. But, um, I don't use that back door cause it's, it's armed for the alarm. And, uh, I've done that too many times where <laughs> I set the alarm and then I go out the back door, leave the house, and wonder why my alarm's now going off. So um, <laughs> it's just me. Don't worry. I've about thought it. about. <laughs> I know. I've thought about um, how I could section off, you know, a certain part of the garage and just make that, you know, a temporary shelter. But um, I, I think right now uh, I'm gonna just use the home right, just because it's it's quick, it's simple. You know, I won't have to reinvent the wheel as of right now because I have a lot of orders. If I only had like one or two, that'd be one thing. But since I got so many, it's um, it's kind of just like whatever works right this very second. And well, if yeah. it's nice this weekend, you know, I'll do them outside. I have no problem. I get you, you know, trying to knock that out, but it might be something you want to consider because unfortunately in Jersey, you're going to winter every year. So uh, you don't want to keep yep. running into this issue. And if you can get something that's set up where 
if it's nasty outside and you got to get something carved. Mm-hmm. It's an idea. I've seen it done. Um, I can't think of the maker yep. right now, but he did it and it seems to work fairly well. It was as he suggested early on to me by a maker that's not on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I've been considering it. I just don't know how I would set it up in my garage either, uh, honestly. So, one other issue with that um, is I'm dealing with low ceilings. So, Less it's kind of like anything. You're right. The only problem is if if I had taller ceilings, then I could roll it out of the way and I wouldn't have to worry about hitting it on my head or anything like that. I get what you're saying, though. It's definitely an idea that's sort of in the books. But the way that I would have to situate it, my whole garage door opener would be pretty much in that little area. And I don't think that garage door opener likes the sawdust, you know, that's already there. It works. But I think if it was overwhelmed with it, then I don't, I don't know if um, it would, it would still be kicking. I think it would kick the bucket. <laughs> but it's an idea. I got to come up with something. It's okay. Not, no, I'm not it. saying. Yeah, I'm it's not, fine. No, I'm not. I'll go ahead and cry. Idea. It's okay. Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. How tall are your ceilings? Nine foot. <laughs> uh, that's not the, they're not that tall. They're about maybe seven, eight. Well, seven. Mine are seven, and you, you almost whacked your head on the ceiling. <sighs> I honestly don't know. I would have to measure. Whatever. You have They're a point. Talking. I They're get talking. it. I, I I understand. Dead horse. I, you know, my my father actually suggested this, which I almost fell over when he said this. He's like, why don't you just buy another shed, like an 8x8 eight eight shed, and put it behind your current shed and make that into a carving shed. I'm like, I, one, I would never thought my father would have ever in a million years suggested that because, you know. Why would I have to buy another shed? You could just do it in the garage. And so I was like, you're you're telling me to buy another shed. You know how much those are, right? And he's like, ah, $1,000, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> try like 2500 Yeah, they're he's not like, cheap. Oh. He's like, yeah, but you could then, you know, you could carve in there all you want. You wouldn't have to worry about, you know, so I mean, it's a great idea. You could do it as a carve area. You can clean it out, use it as paint, whatever. Yep. The only issue is, and this goes for like if you have a detached shop or anything, now you have to go from your house to the shop area. If it's pouring rain out, now you're in the elements. And, you know, if you have projects in your hands or whatnot, then it kind of takes a toll on that because it wouldn't be heated. I would literally just put a light in there and call it a day. But we'll see. I don't know. It's it's something to deal with for, uh, you know, 2025. So the the shed idea, the tarp idea, everything's an idea right now. Um, as we were talking about in the pre-show, you know, with just you and I, I don't like change. So it's going to be different, you know, I, I, especially when I'm under the gun. Seeing that I have projects that are due, I want to keep it, you know, kind of status quo and do it the way I was. I'll either do it outside, like I said, if it's nice. I've done it in the spray shelter. It was more... <laughs> When I went in, I was a normal man. When I came out, I was literally – I had sawdust in places that it shouldn't be. So um, it's going to be a learning curve. I think because I was using a shop vac and I didn't have um, my dust collector, at least I'll have a little bit more CFM to pull and um, maybe it will alleviate you know, all the airborne stuff that's in yeah. that tent. And we'll just have to see. I got to do some trial runs on it. Like I said, I got a ton of blanks sitting downstairs that have to be carved out. So – I'm going to have enough trials to, you know, do it on. 
one thing I wish that Homewright came out with was because they have different size spray shelters. I have the medium mm-hmm. size. Well, the large one is not a quick setup. That one actually has poles in it and whatnot. Yep. Um, if they had a slightly larger than the medium, but slightly smaller than the large, that would be perfect. A medium? Because it would. A s- no, a, a medium? M- medium. Ar- m- <laughs> Medarge, it's a medium and large. So anyway, if you have a word that is good for medium and large, let us know at sawdustnationpodcast@gmail.com. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So if they had something like that, then that would be great. But um, I'm going to do with you know I'm going to deal with what I got for right now, and that's enough of me ranting about what's in my shop. I want to know what's in yours because you got some. Fun things going on. We already know about your laser, so we don't have to pew, hear pew. about that. We know, we know, we know you got the unicorn I did. of of Facebook Marketplace. I we won. know. I won we this year's know. Marketplace Savvy. Yes, hands down. In fact, um, I am going to institute a challenge out there to anyone listening and Instagram as well. If you can beat me, I have a trophy or a idea for a trophy. Um, NPG Creations, Nick gave me, and I would like to institute that to anyone that could beat me for that uh, marketplace deal. And that will be happening once a year. And uh, I think the judges are going to be Nick, AJ, and myself. So you can submit those until, uh, yeah. we'll say, the end of January. And uh, if you could beat my deal, you win. Anyway, going to what's in the shop. So I've been doing a little 3D printing. I had two orders Three orders, actually. Um, two of them are done. I'm still trying to design something that is going to fit the other sander that I need to make a holder for. It's been kind of challenging because learning Fusion um, <coughs> through YouTube is uh, interesting. But uh, we're, we're getting it done. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing a little bit of uh, Pokemon 3D printing because my son just got into uh, Pokemon. So, I'm you know. <laughs> we, we all know it's it is, for you. It is. We all um, know it. But yeah, I've been printing those out for him so he can play with them. Um, you know, easy toys, right? I don't have to go buy them. I can just, you know, make them. Um, so there's the 3D printing world. The laser world's been kind of quiet. Um, we're trying to come up with some products to do on the actual Glowforge. There are a lot <laughs> out there. And you got to realize I'm going from a laser that doesn't cut out and it does, you know, engraving mm-hmm. really only to something that has a lot of capability. So before we just dive into it and just waste a whole bunch of stuff, we've been sitting down designing, you know, trying to figure out what we want to produce with it. So we've done some test cuts. We've done some things here and there. And uh, it's a very capable machine. You have a question? I Yes, I do. Because I know as like an, when you get a new tool, you're like, I have yeah. to use this and I have to use it now. And what can I f- do to use this machine? Are you going through your brain like, okay, I, I, it needs to be used. So what can I laser burn? I don't know. Give me an apple. I'm going to just throw that in there and <laughs> throw a laser you said apple on Because it. you can do food in there. Um, I think it suggested that you have one just for food and one for like wood materials and stuff. But you can do uh, food products in there. Um, yeah. Um, but what was happening behind That's my you? dog coming in from the outside. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure you heard yeah. that. And, you know, that Nick wasn't really coming <laughs> He's through calling the door. <laughs> the doggy door. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, um, we kept him down here today. Um, in I usually pretty quiet at night. I guess he had to go out. But um, anyway, yeah, you're right. When we first got it, I'm like, okay, we have to do something. And I th- the first day we did, we 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 burnt something. I I tried to design an ornament that was multi layered. And uh, did you try toasting toast? Now I want to. <laughs> now, now I want to toast something, bread, you name it. Now you have to do that, and you're going to have to post it as a reel. Oh, man. I have an angry <clears throat> for toast. I'm telling you. <laughs> I do, too. I could definitely go for some. If you got some ciabatta, just slice it, you know, slice it nice, put it down, let it toast. Um. So, we, yeah, we did the ornament, and then I went in the next day, okay. I went into uh, – I did my badges for my two jobs I've held in the Air Force. One was a mechanic and one has been a, a flyer, a fly engineer. And uh, I already had two hanging up for my last laser. I really wanted a nice set, so I used that to cut out the wood. I used it to actually engrave it. And what took forever and a day, my last one took an hour for doing both and cut out. And it was – I haven't hung them up yet because I'm reorganizing the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took orders up to a certain point. I finished them, and then the rest of them I said I'm not going to touch until the beginning of this year. Um, so I have about three, four orders I have to fulfill once the first of the year comes up. I start working on those. Um, two are from a friend. Uh, one is a uh, toddler helper. It's basically a large stool they can stand on and be safe and help in the kitchen or area where they counter. Nice. Um and then when it's a very large project that I'll be doing and they'll be taking, you know, a little time on to complete, which I don't mind doing these little larger builds and taking a little time on them because mm-hmm. I don't get to do them very often. I've done one large build yep. that was entry bench. It was for myself and then one for a friend. And <laughs> I learned a lot during that time when I did those. And I feel like my skill has improved enough where I can be more efficient and it won't be mm-hmm. so stressful. So I'm looking forward to doing that. That's good. Um, I've been working on the CNC, trying to hone my skills a little bit. Um, I'm producing some flags on there that would be carved totally on the CNC with some details and stuff for the military community around me, trying to uh, ensure that once I release the designs, you know, I'll get some orders and I'll put them on Etsy store and hopefully that'd be a source of income for the CNC so I can, you know, start making more money on that because the ones to two <clears throat> customized orders that come in is great, but <clears throat> a steady source of income from the CNC would be <laughs> a lot better as we all could feel out there. Um, and with that, you know, I've been messing around. I made some more clamps. I, uh, in the beginning had plans for a piece of, um, plywood I had and it's just been sitting around and I finally just took the time and took like four hours but I got a whole bunch of different clamps out of it um, different ways you know to make sure it's straight and just I've been using the little plastic ones that come with uh, CNC themselves and they're not bad but I mean it's not always Mm -hmm. the best to use in the project it really you know so and the clamps you can get online anywhere, and I just use those, and I just printed a whole bunch out and basically utilized the plywood to its most extent possible. And then, you know, I've been messing – the other night I was in the shop. I'm like, I really need to reorganize this. It's not the flow I really need right now, blah, blah, blah. We had a whole episode about this. But uh, I spent oh, yeah. most of the night last night reorganizing <clears throat> the shop. I got – 
everything basically where I can utilize it. I don't have to move it from one area to the other. If anything, I just have to move it from the wall just a couple inches and that's it. Um, I took mm. down some of my woodpecker stuff, all my woodpecker stuff and threw it up on my original French cleat wall near the side. And then I have been basically clearing out and making room for other stuff. Um, I'm going to be doing an entire section for my paints and my, you know, my polyacrylic and my stains. Um, hopefully that will shrink here shortly because um, I'm not staining as much. But uh, it's just being mm-hmm. reorganized. So it better flow. I have some ideas to store <clears throat> products and let them dry and everything else. AJ is currently dying um, on the other side. Jesus. <laughs> I can't get rid of this cough. Um he has the Rona. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. He does not. Hopefully he doesn't. Um, he's young. He's healthy. So he'll no. be with us forever. <laughs> um, Walnut is in the back waiting. Anyway. Um, so that, that's, that's about it for my shop. I, I just, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reorganizing, make some shop furniture. And, uh, you know, I went and I actually designed a, place for my spray cans and my uh my stains and stuff on the cnc and had that cut out made some mistakes some spacing mistakes and other ones but otherwise it's going to be useful i actually have it gluing up with type on quick and thick right now and uh i'll probably throw that on the french cleat wall tonight throw some stuff on it and you know i'll make i will be making another one and (laughs) fixing some of the mistakes i already made um Regardless, it's still a useful shop project. So, um, and with that, that's the last thing I could do on my CNC for a while. My brushes. Nice. What? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just going to, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Your CNC is dead in the water. Um, yeah. So, so tell yeah, us more. Well, I must've been pushing the CNC a little too much since I've got it in October because the brushes are already gone mm-hmm. on I don't like, I don't understand it. Like, I really don't. I mean, I run the thing almost every day, close to every day, but it's not like I'm tearing through doing 3D designs or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, I cut out quite a bit, but I mean, like, I don't know. I have to replace the brushes. They're like 14 to $20. You get four per pack. I'll have extra on mm-hmm. hand, but I just didn't foresee having to replace them this early in the game. DeWalt yeah, router, right? Yeah, the same one you got. I think it's the DPW611. 611. Yeah. Did, did, you, uh, did you take the brushes out by any chance? I took one out on one side, and it's, it's pretty worn. Yeah. Really? Do you have to dis- – because uh, I don't – I didn't really look at mine that hard, but are there little screw caps that you could take off, or do you have to take the head yeah. off? Like you the take top the part. top part. It's four screws you take off, and mm. then it's obvious the brushes are held in by like a spring, like a coil. Yep. You just pull this, that out with some pliers, and then you know remove it, and then push it back in. Yep. It's really not that difficult. Stupid me. I in the beginning had the biggest needle-nose pliers I could find, trying to go in that hole, and I'm like, it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Jeez. Sitting right next to me is a smaller pair, and it just took two seconds to get them out and take a look. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, I'm a little irritated by that. 
I just didn't think I was pushing it that hard. I mean, like, yeah, I've done flattening, I've done cutting out, done carves, but I mean, like, talking to more experienced CNCs, if that's a word, like yourself, you haven't replaced yours, you know what I'm saying? Um, nope. It could. Knock yeah, on wood. I'm going to have some extra, and I'm, you know, go order some belts too. I have some extra Z belts now. I'm going to have X and Y sometime soon. Just some supplies because when the CNC goes down, that's my extra extra helper in the shop. So, I mean, I've been having that going while I'm in there, and I'll have like the TV going with my headphones on, just you know, going to town trying to clean the shop up and get rid of mm-hmm. all the extra stuff in there. I have more room now than I've had in my shop, and I have more tools than I ever had, and more wood. Wow. So I don't know how I did it. I did it probably half asleep and it worked. So, mm-hmm. well, that's good. I, you were talking about having extra parts for your CNC. I actually just got a shipment in today at my job for, um, I got an extra stepper motor, um, an extra Z lead screw, the coupler to the mm-hmm. motor, uh, some wheels with bearings, uh, the homing switches because I went, okay. And everything was fairly cheap i was very very surprised and it was right through mill it's a controller that you're really paying for yeah i mean i'm expecting you know i was expecting to spend a couple hundred dollars i think with shipping i spent a hundred bucks maybe less and i was like wow that's that's really good now i know at least i'm not afraid to say okay let me have all three stepper motors Mm -hmm. on hand just so i have them because my luck, not one would go down, two would go down. Is the stepper motors different on yours uh, versus XYZ? Because I think on mine's the same. The only difference, yeah, the only difference is they have one with a longer wire for the uh, the furthest away Y rail. So that one, the wire's longer to reach. Oh, the so box. you bought the wires that go so with them? What I did was ah, uh, okay. Well, the wires attached to it to the stepper motor itself. Yeah, it comes oh, with okay. The- so it's not like a clip. It's my like <clears throat> clips together. So like if a motor goes down, I can take the motor out, put it back, and it just clips and I'm done. I don't have to actually follow any kind of wiring. Unfortunately, this one, you have to undo the whole thing, you know, where the drag chains are, get all the wiring out, and um, replace the whole motor with the wire. Mm. But what I did was I asked them for the stepper motor with the longest wire because then it's mm-hmm. universal. Then it can go, you know, any which way. <clears throat> because if I bought the ones with the shorter wire, I know the longest one would go out and then I'd have to order it. So I, I figured that, you know, maybe in a couple months, I'll pick up some extra parts of the same ones that I already bought because, you know, it would be my luck. Multiple of the same part would go and I wouldn't have enough. And now, like you said, now that helper is down and now you have to wait. And, you know, it took me, I think, like four days to get the parts. So it wasn't terrible, but in those four days, you can, you know, produce some work and then get that out and it's a quick buck. So, um, I, I definitely, definitely going to pick up more of those spare parts, but the brushes were the very, very first thing that I bought probably six months Mm -hmm. in, I saw somebody post up about Mm -hmm. their brushes and I went, you know, that's not a bad idea to keep because the router's going all the time. You know, it's not a spindle where. You know, it stops when the machine stops. It, you know, it goes when the machine goes. Sometimes I have that router running before I send the G code, and it could be, you know, five minutes because 
I'm trying to find the right G code. I misplaced it and I don't shut the router off. You know, if a carve gets done and I'm not around, that that router is still going. So, so you got excessive time on it. So I was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I forgot about the brushes. Let me pick some up. So, so I was proactive on that. I don't know how smart this is, but I was kidding around with my wife about it. Because it does happen where, you know, I have it running. I go inside. I have a camera on it so I can check it. And I'll check it and it will be stopped. So I'll go out there and shut it off. Um, I was thinking about getting one of those Alexa-enabled uh, plugs and plug it into my strip. <laughs> and when I'm out – and doing things in the house, be like, hey, blah, 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 turn this off and just have it, you know, cut the supply. That way it shuts it off and I don't have to worry about it running and I can get out there when I can get out there versus being like doing laundry, dropping the laundry, going downstairs to go shut it off because I don't want to run it any extra. If your Wi-Fi went out, I don't know if they shut off. The- I don't I think, think they I'm do. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I have to look it up. But <laughs> I would think as a safety precaution, they would fault to off versus on. So just – I keep saying it. Our <laughs> luck, your Wi-Fi would go out mid-carve. You you would be upstairs taking a bubble bath or something. And then, you know, you're not watching your phone. And next thing you know <laughs> – Oh, that CNC is really loud today. I to wonder fair, why. Eh, I'll I wait until Easel, it's done. And I'm not sure because I've never tried it, but I'm pretty sure if I lost internet, Easel would stop and it would just stay in place. Oh. So what now? <laughs> would it? Well, yeah, because you're using that as a yep. deco sender too. I wonder. Or does it send it to your controller um, brain and then does it house it in there to finish See, the car? If I had more money, I would go ahead and test that theory, but I just uh. – Do an air carve, unplug your uh, Wi-Fi, and yeah, see what I happens. Guess, yeah, I, I'm actually curious. I might do that right now because I can't use the router anyway. So, I mean – Just yeah. try it. I mean, what you know, do a simple pocket carve and you know, see what happens. If the machine still goes and your Wi-Fi is out, you know that the brain's storing it. I can't see it doing that because I would think it is sending it through because it's the same thing as my G code sender. It's a, it's a sender. It's just sending the file to the machine, but I don't know if that machine houses. I don't know. While I, would, the I have to do going. more research and figure that out. I mean, like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I, I hmm. Because honestly, why would it need to be connected to the internet if it's already sent to code? Because in the beginning, it literally does um, the tool tool lines and then sends uh-huh. it. And then from there, all it does is have a progress bar and you can control it with the feed plus or minus and you can stop it. But I mean, why would you need a Wi-Fi if the page is open running? It can operate those those controls probably without Wi-Fi. It's already up and loaded. So yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to do a couple experiments. I'm going to go ahead, do it with um, Wi-Fi, cut the Wi-Fi off, see if it, what it does. And then I'm going to uh, see if I can control the CNC with the Wi-Fi off, but the page still loaded. Mm. I 
you mentioned something that you can control your feeds and speeds while it's yes. running. Well, that's speeds, but the feed. So the feed is the input either uh, manual or automatic, depending on with an inventable or a previous carve, because it stores your previous carves. So if I use the one eighth down cut and I do pine and I go, I don't know, something crazy, 60 for my feed. Next time when I click or uh, click on pine in the, what did I say, one eighth down cut, it will pull up 60 as my feed. And it will be like previously mm-hmm. done and saved. And it'll show you that you did that and it'll pull that up. Now, during the carve, there's a little window by the progress on the left where it goes plus or minus. And you can go oh. faster or slower. And that's how I've done some of my carves is I go out there and it's like, it's like cutting through like it's butter. And I'm like, well, I could probably go a little faster, right? So I'll, I'll turn mm. it up a little bit and it will, you know, continue carving. And if I go out there and I hear, I'll go ahead and turn it down and be, you know, carving just fine after that. Yeah. There, I was just, um, I was just talking to a gentleman um, on actually before we hopped on about a new G-code sender. And the one I'm using right now, is, it's called Source Rabbit. It works for me. I don't have issues with it, but it's very, very mm-hmm. limited. And he was talking about CNCJS, and he was actually talking about a plus or minus for your uh, mm-hmm. feed. I could have swore he mentioned while it was carving. So I was like, maybe I heard him wrong. And then you said it. And I'm like, that's that would be great because then I could test the waters because I want to make this, I want to make this machine almost then uh, run faster, and I want to see what that limit is before I'm going to have any issue. Because you know I could send a G code that I'm running 200 inches a minute, and next thing I know, it goes to plunge into the wood and snap. There mm-hmm. goes my bit or my lead screw or something. At least if I could slowly up it and see where that failure point is, then I know, okay, I can't go past 150. I know I got to be under that, you know, because I was doing um, the badge, uh, one of these large police badges out of uh, ash. Well, I was running a um, 60 degree V bit and noticed that it's chipping out all over the place. My feed and speed was way too fast. if, If I had the ability to lower it, that would have been great. My ability to lower it is I have to now redo the whole tool path, re- reset my machine and resend the whole G code to get it to where I want it to be. So that's a really nice feature. And I have to see if, um, I'm pretty sure C and CJS has that feature. So if it does, I'm you could it use easel and you could use, uh, you don't even have to use, um, their, their premium feature and then use that as a G code sender. And I don't know if it would work the same, but if it did, you there you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, a G code sender is a G code sender, just like any of them. I mean, the only difference is you have different um, features that you can mm-hmm. use. You can use, you know, like you said. Um, I know, like mine, like I said, I don't have that option uh, unless I do, and I'm just missing it. But I, I don't believe I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to try it. Um, easel, I, I know you said easel was fairly easy to use and um i'll try it on one carve and see what happens i mean if my machine blows up then i know it's not working <laughs> and there it is but uh yeah man that's, that's so. pretty much what's going on in my shop and my cnc world and all that nonsense <clears throat> um but we have a couple questions and one is from kumo woodworking 
talk about French cleats. You want to go ahead and hit on that? Kumo's Kumo's workshop. Oh, sorry, man. That's Kumo's workshop. Um, Josh is tired today. Like I said, I was organizing my shop all night. (laughs) Not a valid Mm -hmm. excuse, but whatever. Um, But this is a really good question that he sent in about French cleat. Um, I know I have one. I actually, yeah, I have one wall, and you got one. Uh, I, I have love mine. Three? Uh, yes, yeah, I still have. Oh. Well, no, now I have one, two walls for French cleats. But uh, let's go ahead and play his nice. question and uh, see what he has in store. What's going on, gents? Uh, this is Noel from Kumo's Workshop. I got a question for y'all. Because me, I'm personally a clean freak. I like having everything clean and neat and organized. And right now, I'm in the middle of basically remaking my shop, like new couple cabinets, like been thinking about French cleat walls. And thing is, I like the convenience of having everything like out there, just like stretch my hand out and grab it and start using it. But at the same time, I kind of want to keep everything clean. So what's your guys' take on French cleats? Versus enclosed cabinets. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Well, I all I'm going to say is that French cleat has changed the way I work in my shop 100%. Because now I have everything at my fingertips. <clears throat> it does get dusty, of course. That's the nature of the beast. Um, I've noticed that even with closed cabinets, dust will find its way in no matter how sealed those cabinets mm-hmm. are. Because... Dust loves to do that. But French cleat, my thing is then I could see it. I could see what's up on the wall. I could see what's missing. Um, One of the biggest things with cabinets for me or shelves, um, a lot of the stuff that goes towards the back is kind of falls into the abyss because now it's behind things. Um, French cleat, it's kind of all right there, right in front of you. You you can – Look at it and notice, okay, that's missing, that's missing, okay, you know, where is it? And it's convenient. Um, I reach for stuff on my French cleat because now it's become a muscle memory. Okay, my pens, pencils are over there. Okay, my nailers are here, you know. Um, I'm going to do a second French cleat in the CNC area. I still haven't gotten to it, but that is in the works. And that's going to organize my both my 3D print. And the CNC stuff, and then some of the overflow that I have in uh, some little cubbies that I built. And then it'll be more accessible because it's right there. It's all uh-huh. open. You can see it and, you know, almost without drawing like a trace around that specific tool, you kind of know because you see this spot missing. You know, your little tool holder, whatever you're going to make, is empty. And you go, okay, now I got to find that tool because I know I, I know I had it five minutes ago and now <laughs> I don't. So to me, French cleat all the way. Cabinets are good, you know, for certain items, but tool wise, in a, if you have the space, I'd say French cleat. What about you? Well, since I've already told you guys, I have like three walls full. Um, I'm gonna go French cleat. I so the first one I built is not the best, but I keep it up because it's already been built, and a lot of the holders and stuff probably need to be reworked and retooled and made out of some walnut and some fancy wood because. Whatever, I used pallet wood when I first built the first one. But, you know, they work. And uh, I re- just reorganized it. And now I have, you know, most of my hand tools sitting there and the stuff I use consistently. Um, 
I took down one of the walls because it was just extra space where I could put something else. And then the other one is going to be used for building little open cabinets. I don't know how shelves, shelving with French cleats uh, for my spray cans and, you know, my paints and whatnot. Um, That way I can get rid of like a shelving unit and Mm -hmm. open it up a little bit. Um, Cabinets are great Mm -hmm. if you want to keep paints or something in there, you know, but I don't know. I'm with AJ here. Um, I, I don't have a need for them. I don't think that other than making things look nice, it has a a place in the workshop. I that's how I feel. I mean, like drawers, fine, okay, cabinets, whatever. But um, you know, French cleat, I know where everything is just by looking at my wall. I can go up there and be like, here's this, yeah. here's that. Um, and this is stuff I use the most. It's not like I'm just throwing up whatever up there. And you know, like me reorganizing the shop, it's easy. I could take it off the wall. I can move it over here, move it over there. Cabinets a little bit more mm-hmm. permanent. So um it's really what you like, man. Um, you know, we've kind of went through the French cleat with smaller shops, and because of that, you know, it just works for us. And I, I feel like if I had a cabinet, I would just throw a bunch of stuff in there and I'd forget about it. Yes. Out of sight, out of mind. And it it, you know, like I said, when you have the when you have a shelf or a cabinet or something like that. You know, it stuff that gets pushed to the back, you forget about. And now, you know, you go and let's just say buy it again. Let's just say it was something small. Well, then you go to clean out your cabinet and you're going, oh, man, I I just bought a whole pack of that. You know, whatever it might have been. But you had it. Go ahead. Perfect example of this <laughs> is Quick and Thick from Typon. So I use it quite often for my projects in the shop and whatnot. And I was running low when my bottles. So I immediately, next time I went to Lowe's, I bought like, you know, two other bottles. I come back in my shelf where I usually keep them. I put the two bottles and then I noticed the two other bottles that got somehow knocked over. So now I have four, which ain't a bad thing, but it was the way the shelving is. It was hard for me to, you know, recognize that I had already supply of it. It really, it's really what you want, man. It's your shop. If that's your flow and that's how you feel is going to make it work better. Um, I would definitely put larger tools in there, but nothing small, but that's just me. But, uh, you know, we also have a topic we can, uh, hit on. Did you want to hit on that today? We do one, one, um, last thing. And we talked about this just by ourselves. Um, when I was doing the French cleat, I was thinking of what I could put up there and how much stuff I could put on the French. Oh yeah. I wanted to put I wanted to literally put everything and anything on there. And I was very close to building a little tool holder for my circular saw. I may now because I wasn't using it uh, as much as I am now early on. Now that I – because I I trim my flags. I was doing it on the miter saw because when I I do my flag blanks, I leave the edges so that they're not true. Like I don't squish mm-hmm. them all together so then I could trim them up nice and flush. Well, I use my circular saw with a level. I clamp the level and then trim the edge. I was doing it on the- Track saw. Where's your what? track saw? I, there's no time no. for that. I could set this thing up in two seconds. <sighs> What's a- You know, because I, I don't have to take out the foam. I don't have to lay it down. I put literally clamp it to my bench, put the level down, and rip it. Done. And it's cordless. 
If I had a cordless track saw, I think I'd use it more. Um, they're out there. <laughs> I know it starts with an F and ends in S tool. No, 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 no. Um, I think Makita has one too. You're right, but I I want festive. Why? Well, actually, they have one with a short track. I don't know if you ever seen it where the track is attached. One hundred percent, I would buy that in a heart. So I'm actually curious. Like, is that only work with their Fez tool track saw, or would that work with a Makita when whatever? The track is attached to that saw. That's not a regular track saw. That's all one. No, you could take that track saw off that track. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'll have to look into this now. I don't I, think that's one unit because that would be. You would have to buy that one unit to make it work. I'm not sure. I I could have swore it was, and if it's not, then all the Festool owner groups can write me at craftedinnj at gmail.com and let me know that I am It wrong. doesn't matter if you're wrong or not, but anyway. No. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so um, you you could use cabinets for that, you know, the stuff that you don't use so often. You can put stuff in there, but for the stuff that you use, French cleat all the way. Um and as Josh had said, we do have a topic um, that is what tools slash – well, we could do slash and skills that change the way you operate in your shop. What tools or skills change the whole operation of your shop? So there's been a lot of tools going in and out of my shop this last year. Um, we talked about our favorite tools. We've talked you know, similar question before. But this is throughout the whole year. So it's hard to answer this, but the first tool that comes to mind is my bandsaw. Because I had Frankenstein for a long time. That's my old bandsaw, if you guys haven't listened to all the episodes and uh, kept up. But uh, it was this old bandsaw I spent a lot of time trying to fix. And I got a lot of uh, rough cut uh, slabs and all this other stuff. I need to resaw down to size and... It just wasn't working out. And I spent so much time making or trying to make that work that it wasn't worth the money and time I was wasting. I was wasting on supplies, trying to fix it up. So when I got my Recon 10-326, it changed the game entirely for me. I literally run that thing mm-hmm. almost every single time in the shop from something small to something, you know, resawing. It, it just literally operates so easy for me and it's like i don't know it's a game changer it was a game changer for me this year i mean there were a lot of tools that were game changers my track saw you know like i got a new table saw i got a new miter saw i got the lasers cncs or cnc i mean i got a lot but when i walk in that Mm -hmm. shop the tool that i use the most is one of them is the bandsaw and uh, I, I honestly don't think I could have put out some of the products this year without that thing. In fact, when it went down because the belt broke, I was at a loss. Like, I, I didn't know what to do in the shop. Like, it was like, well, I could do this. No, oh, yeah. I can't do that because the bandsaw's <clears throat> down. I could do it this way, but I really don't want to. I don't know. Long story short, mm-hmm. that is one of the tools that definitely changed the way I operate in the shop um, entirely. <laughs> um, no doubt. Um, when the skills uh, I have learned this year that has changed the way I operate in the shop. Uh, see, 
I, I, it goes with the bandsaw, the milling down the slabs to get you know the wood I need out of there, resawing, all that has played such a huge role in a lot of the way I work because I went from doing a lot of um, you know do pine projects and stuff like that into doing more hardwood and because of that bandsaw. I was able to because all like I said before, I the what I get is not dimensioned, it's slabs, and I break it down to what I need. It's an extra step, but it's a little bit cheaper, and I like the place I get them, which is New Jersey Wood Forever. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean the bandsaw has made it possible to utilize those slabs in such a way that is, you know, profitable and easily done. Um so yeah, I though that those are my two. What what's yours? Mm. Well, you're talking about having an, a tool that went down and, you know, it's the heart of your operation. Um, I felt the same exact way when my table saw went down. And every time I flick that switch on to, to power it up, I'm thinking, okay, are you going to work tonight? And it's been working strong. I believe that it was just a stuck um, – oh, man, I can't remember. I said it a thousand times. Uh, centrifugal switch. I think that's what mm-hmm. was stuck. But – the tool that has changed the way I operate is that table saw because when I was in the beginning, um, I had a small, what was it? Cobalt contractor saw and it worked fine. Um, my father and I got it when, um, I first moved into this house because we needed it for some small projects, but that thing, I hated when it started up. I hated when you ran stuff through it. It didn't have enough power. It had a small, you know, in feed area, like, you know, Mm -hmm. your deal with on your DeWalt. Um, It was just uncomfortable. I finally got comfortable with it. But then once I changed over to that rigid table saw, it was like night and day, you know, the power behind it, it's still not a tremendous amount of power, but that motor is actually bigger than I thought. Um, I am running 115. I would like to convert it over to 220 one day and, you know, be able to get a little bit more oomph out of it. Um, because sometimes once in a while I do bog down, you know, it's, and I'm not pushing it fast. It's just, you do not that need I'm to cutting. tell me about bogging down. <laughs> no, I know. But you know, I kind of don't mind it bogging down because I'd rather it bog down than it kick it back yes, towards 100%. me, you know? So I'm like, I kind of, it's like a give and take it's underpowered, but I, it's kind of a safety feature for me, you know, expensive one, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that table saw has definitely changed everything. Um, just the amount of stuff that I can process through it, the size of stuff that I can process through it. I don't have to worry about the table, you know, being too small for this larger project or whatnot. Um, eventually, I'm going to get that router table installed, which will help me out as well, which I wouldn't have been able to do on the contractor saw because there's no spot for it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of not on that one. That's the one that folds. No. It folds and has the Let's wheels. Say I'm about to prove you so, wrong, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Not that, not your little one. But but you know that the table saw also goes with the skill set because I um as everyone knows, I had a Hercules brand uh miter saw. I liked it in the beginning. I hated it towards the end. And then uh got a Bosch Glide um 12 inch miter saw, and I love that thing. The thing is, um, I 
I want to kind of steer clear of the miter saw for angled cuts or whatnot. I want to kind of set it up on the table saw and start utilizing the table saw more for different cuts. Um, so I've been doing a lot more 45s on there than I would on my table saw. You know, for big items, then of course I'm I'll do it on the miter saw. But like you know, picture frames I just did, I that worked out great on the table saw. The only thing that I'm missing that would help out even more and grow my skills even more is a good quality uh, miter gauge yeah. because I'm currently using the stock one. I don't have any kind of backer on it. So I'm literally using just that piece that they give you. So I have to put a fence on that for temporary. I am looking at the Jessam uh, miter Excel to excel my skills. <laughs> oh, and, um, oh man. You like that? You that, like that that's segue? That's almost as bad as my jokes. Oh yeah, almost, but not. I'll quite. just keep talking. Um, so once I get that, I know that I'll be more comfortable on it because you know I'll be able to do more, and um, it, it's definitely that has helped me tremendously. And the other, because I am going to go off of two, the other tools, and this is actually a package deal that has changed the way I operate, and not so much my skills, um, but. My Merca Sanders that has changed the flow rate of me getting flags sanded, so I can process a flag through you know getting it ground out, and then by the time it hits the bench, it's taking me probably half as long as it would with my old Dewalt sander, because now I have the smaller one which can really get into the contours, and then um, you know the six inch rarely touches a wavy flag. But that three inches really helped out a lot. And, you know, I was using the five inch DeWalt like mm-hmm. you got. And it was just, it was cumbersome. You know, that's a big, that's a big disc for some of those waves that I'm doing. So that has definitely helped change the way I operate because now I'm able to produce more in a, a shorter amount of time than I would have. And my hand is not vibrating. That's, that's normal, one of man. the biggest things. <laughs> Tingly. <laughs> Tingly for a couple hours later. You sand for an hour, you tingle for three. It's a give and take. <laughs> I do. I have to say, but. Go ahead. No, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Finish. No, no go ahead. Okay. No, I go interrupted ahead. you. So, I mean. You go. Okay, fine. You, you forced me. Um, I, I, I want to put it out there that I didn't choose the CNC, not because it's an amazing tool that's changed the shop or the way I do anything. Um, it's just too new for me to see how it has changed my shop. And the mm-hmm. bandsaw for me was something that ch- pretty much touches every piece of wood that goes in and out of my shop in some way or form. Um, I just want to throw that out there because some people might out might be like, you know, but you have a CNC. Why isn't that the number one tool, you know, in your shop? And it's because the CNC is almost like a the finisher, a finished product. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you're dealing with rough lumber and stuff like that. There's so much other tools that have to be used to get to that process or to that end process. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I am grateful for that. But in the end, the tool that has changed the shop, I would definitely say it's a bandsaw just for being able to touch almost every project and not something just seen seed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I, I, I want to, I want to learn to love my bandsaw. I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near what you're doing because you're doing a lot of resawing, you know, 
you're you're processing more through your bandsaw than I am. I mean, I got the new one in hopes of resawing and you know getting rough lumber cut down and whatnot. I'm I'm still not there. I can't wait because I see what you do out of that, and you know I know our machines are almost uh-huh. identical, and that that bandsaw definitely has a lot more power. I love using it for the small things that I've used it for already. So I can't wait to get into, you know, the resaw capabilities of it and see what I can make out of that. Because remember, when I got the Rikon, I needed to do that ring box for our oh, yeah. wedding. And um, my little Wen. The little Wen that could like it was like. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, it's the, the one it, time it did work, wasn't it? The one yeah. time that it worked, it cut dead straight. I've never had that blade. That blade didn't drift in a 16th or a 32nd, however far you want to go down that there was no drift towards it. And I'm like, why couldn't you do this before? You would have been my number one. You scared it no, straight. You had to, you, you failed me. And now I went and got a Rikon and now you're mm-hmm. working. So, but I have to say if that thing, it, it, it was funny because I got it. And then I was like, well, I didn't have a new blade. I believe on the Rikon. I couldn't use it. So I said, well, I got to use this when and it worked perfect. But that band, so that was the only resawing I've ever done. And it was fun. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was neat to take a piece of thicker lumber, get usable stock out of it, and then make something well, out of it. Well, sometimes the know, stuff you find, once you, you cut into it and make a book match or, mm-hmm. you know, just resawing, is like a lot of the, um, the walnut I have, once I cut into that, like I get these deep purples and like a little bit of green and just like because all the stuff i have is air dried and it's just so beautiful like oh uh nothing better than cutting up a piece of wood and just seeing what you know is Mm -hmm. you know inside but uh, um let's see i think that pretty much wraps that topic up uh we did get one more question in yeah i think it's gonna be a quick one because we're coming up to uh be over a little over it's okay um well i mean it's uh the end of the year and uh trails custom woodworks working i mean i'm bad at names today um i think it's trails custom woodwork woodwork yep um did a voice clip and uh it's about goals so we're gonna go ahead and play that and forgive me today for some reason i can't remember (laughs) names but uh here we go and still, still trying to do it. Phones not cooperating. You could do it, little buddy. Come on. Hey guys, it's Trails Custom Woodworks here with another weekly question. My question for you this week is: What are your goals for 2021 for your shops and for the podcast? Love to hear your answer on this topic. Have a great New Year's. Catch you later. So. What are your goals for your mm. shop? And then I think we can hit the podcast thing together. To become a bajillionaire off of flags. You're on your way. <laughs> I wish. But um, goals for the shop would to be to become more organized and focus on the stuff that needs to get done in a timely fashion and not drag it out, you know. I'm trying to get myself a little bit more organized. Kim helped me the other day. We made up a sheet so I could write down all the contact info, all the flag info, because 
each flag is different. It's not just a red, white, and blue. People want, you know, split flags, thin blue line, thin red line. They want them with a badge. Uh, they want it engraved paint. There's so many different options that I could do. And um, I, I, that was one thing I never wanted to do. I never wanted to just, to just give one style and that's it. So any kind of idea they bring to me and I'll try making it. So that was one way to get more organized and I'm placing them downstairs where I walk past each and every day. So I see the almost like order ticket, you know, as you go into a restaurant, they write your stuff down. Well, this is my, these are my order tickets. That's helping me organize. And then I could stay prioritized because I'll make little different marks on it to say, you know, where this flag is in, in, in the processing, because then I'm not like, okay, did I start this one? Did I not start it? So organization and, um, and efficiency would be a big change for me in 21. Um, that I think will help me in the long run. What about you? Well, um, same like organization. It's something that we've been striving for since we've started this journey. Um, so I have actually put up my whiteboard, the whiteboard that's been sitting behind my deep freezer. Yep. I put it up. I have my orders on there. My wife is writing them on there. So I do not forget which order they're in. And I don't have really an issue with that, but it helps me to see like every time I go out there and come back inside, this is, you know, this was placed on this date. This was, you know, already, I don't start an order unless they pay half up front. So I'll mark that on there. And that means I, I'll start it. Um, Mm-hmm. Because I have been burned in the past where I started something and then they didn't they didn't want to pay for the rest of it or any of it anyway. Um, but you know, sort of that reorganizing the shop to better flow with the tools I have and to utilize the space I have. Um, because I find I work better when it is organized and I can just go out there and do something. The messier it is, the more likely I don't want to go out there and do anything. Um, so. Mm-hmm. That 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 plays into that. So when I do a huge, you know, order or something, I usually make a huge mess. I want to go and clean that up as soon as possible so I can get back out there and start a new project. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's my goal. I mean, I want to be able to do something similar. Where I'm making products that I can put on my Etsy page that are repeatable, that take less time to some of the more uh, commission pieces that I do. And I want to be able to, when I'm not doing a commission piece, be doing uh, pieces that I could throw up on Etsy and sell there. Because yeah. currently, I mean, not that I have, I always have someone asking me to build something, but having the extra amount. So if like I have a couple things like cutting boards sitting aside Someone, you know, pays me, I can ship that out and then there's money and I didn't really have to do any work in that moment. I might've had to do it to mm-hmm. provide that, but it's already been done. And this time between, um, now and the new year, 31st, a couple of days here, um, I've been utilizing that to organize and just reorganizing the way I do things, write things, document everything. So um, it's right around what you have in mind for your shop as well. I think we're yep. on the same page with that. But podcast, where do we want this podcast to be in 2021? Hmm. 
That's a tough one because I don't know. I don't know what I can cannot say. So I'm going to keep it very vague and just say I hope we hit. Hmm. You know I mean, here I would say here, I, I, I I got this. We're going to hit a hundred k. We're gonna we're going to. I wasn't. No, nope, we're, we're striving high, for okay. the you know for the heavens here. I mean, like I was keeping hey, it low. You know, high goals, whatever. If we even get a quarter of that, I'll be happy. But if we hit a hundred k. Man, that would just be amazing. And we're going to be changing things up here and there, you know, spicing things up. And hopefully uh, that will help. Um, you know, we're going to have more guest speakers. Um, you know, you never know what's going to be coming up in 2021. I think uh, AJ and I have been sitting down having some discussions. And we're, uh, yeah, you should see some changes here and there and uh, for the better. How was that? Did I give anything away? Yeah, I like it. Okay, no, cool. no, you didn't. Yeah. I like it. But I mean, I, w- I was keeping it like modest. I was going to say like by like uh, March, I would like to hit maybe 10,000 downloads. Well, see, the thing is, is we have such a wonderful community out there and they they help us every time they say, hey, I like this podcast. You like woodworking? Maybe you mm-hmm. should or making, you should listen to it. Anytime someone downloads or listens to our podcast, that helps. And I know that our listeners and the people out there, you know, know that we're here for the community. We're here to, you know, help inspire, help inform, and just spread the word. All they have to do is recommend it. All they have to do is mm-hmm. listen to it when they're fishing or they're, you know, in their shops or, you know, a family function or anything, really. And we have such yeah. that community will help us reach our goal. If it's not this year, if it's not in five or ten years, we'll eventually reach it. No, of course. We'll eventually get there. And I'm enjoying every second of uh doing this podcast with you. You know, it's definitely been an uphill journey, and uh I want to continue on that uphill journey, and I don't see why we wouldn't be able to. Our skills are going to grow in our shop. Our skills are going to grow on our podcast. We're going to be able to bring more stuff to the table. Um, maybe we'll be working with um, other companies later on down the road, and we'll be able to bring more updated information to you, everybody. You know, I mean, we we can tell everybody stuff that we've done in our shops on a daily basis. I mean, we're, we're constantly learning. I'm learning every single day. Yeah. You know, a new technique that makes it easier, um, a technique that I saw online that I tried, and let me bring it to the podcast and, you know, spread the word of it. But, you know, you mentioned it, spread the word of the Sawdust Nation. Um, You know, we greatly appreciate it. You know, tell everybody, you know, I mean, we're just two guys just like you working in our shops, enjoying what we do. And we really enjoy bringing this podcast to all our listeners out there. And, um, we just want to keep this going. So I can't wait until next year. I'm excited to see what happens because Josh doesn't keep me, you know, too updated. He keeps his cat more updated than, than me. You're like, the one that told me. I'm not in that wait, text wait, group. Wait, 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 wait. You're the one that came on here and you were like, you know, we were at uh, 3,500 today. And I'm like, I know we were close, but I mean, I, you're watching I, it too. I think Walnut got that. I know, I know. I'm just busting your chops. But, you know. I don't know. I, Josh didn't give me the signal. Are, are we are we rapping? Yeah, I think we're on our way out here. Um, I mean, I I'm sorry. I I'm I'm like I didn't know if I should keep talking or not. I'm like, oh, I'll just keep talking. Yeah, no, it's just uh, 
it's it's hard not to think the community that we we talk to our listeners the ones that follow mm-hmm. us um asking questions you know reach out it, it's such an amazing community I, I keep saying over and over because like there's no other words i can say it's just it is true um but you know with that there good there is one last thing that i i have to oh, mention boy. and by time everybody's it's happening here's this it, it'll be on thursday yeah. right well, when everybody listens to this, I want you to head over to a page that I follow on a daily basis called North Country Woodworking. And I want you to wish our wish our lovely oh, host a happy birthday on the on Thursday when you're listening to this. Even if you're not listening to it on Thursday, wish him a happy birthday. He deserves it. Head over to North Country Woodworking. Hit that message button. Oh, no, smash that message button and send him a happy birthday with a lot of happy this is This is payback for me singing, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so it if you guys don't know, a lot of times, almost every time, after the closing music, there is additional little tidbits in there. Usually something funny or something that we do. And I won't tell you, but there is an episode, and God help you if you want to listen to it, of me singing Happy don't, birthday don't, no, no, to no. AJ. My speakers blew out. <laughs> I thought those were new headphones. <laughs> my radio, my radio, when I was listening down in the shop, it just automatically shut off. And I'm like, why did, why did my radio That's odd. Off? It saved. It saved me. <laughs> my ears are bleeding. No, but yes. I was wondering why I couldn't hear anymore. It wasn't my radio that shut off. My ears started bleeding. Okay. So with that... um. Once again, my name is AJ. I run a page called Crafted in NJ on Instagram. Josh over at North Country Woodworking. You can send us an email over at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us messages on Instagram. We also have an Instagram page for the podcast, Sawdust Nation Podcast on Instagram. So if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to talk to us about, um, you know, you want to hear it on the podcast, maybe it's something that we've never touched on you know we've we're at episode 27 and uh next thing you know we're going to be at episode 50 and you know if you got a topic that you haven't heard before send it our way send it in a voice clip we like voice clips because then we can you know play it over the air but if you if you don't feel comfortable sending your voice in send it to us in email dm it to myself dm it to josh josh and i both run the sawdust nation podcast so you can send it over there and we'll both see it so send us your questions and comments and whatever else you might have on your mind at that moment in time. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, um, five stars. Five. Five stars, five good stars. Only five stars. That's it. You can't say it any other way. You bet it's feedback Leave a comment. is feedback, my friend. If yes. A star is a star. It, it, it is, but definitely five <laughs> stars because – I didn't want to mention this to anybody, but we hired jo- – I hired Josh's cat um, as, a, as a private investigator. And um, if you don't leave us a five-star rating and it's anything below, just know that the cat's probably going to find you. I don't know how. I don't know how he works or she works. Boy it's or girl. a girl. How do you not know this? I, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Well, Walnut's like it's either a boy or a girl because well, her name is Kira. I mean, you, yeah, but I'm so used to Walnut now. 
<laughs> Kira, aka anyway. Walnut. Private eye. Uh, yes. So anyway, uh, leave us five star review. Comment on it. Um, the higher the rating, then we get to go up in the podcast world, and more people get to find out about the Sawdust Nation. And with that, any final words? No. Um, you guys have a happy new year. Hopefully, you had a great Christmas. I know I did. Damn, you stunk. <laughs> um, you know, set your goals high. You know, aim high, reach for them, because, you know, new year, you know, it's a refreshing of this last year that 2020 that we all know and we know, like I say, love. (laughs) 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 But uh, thank you for, you know, joining us for the last episode of Sawdust Nation for this year. Thank you. And uh, I'm not usually the one to go first, so I'm spitballing here. You, and AJ, <laughs> you actually got me very worried because I wasn't I wasn't expecting. Well, thank you for you know enjoying the last episode. I'm like, yeah, I what? didn't tell you. It's the last episode of the year. I'm being fi- I'm being fired on this one. So anyway, yes, thank you for joining us on another wonderful episode of Sawdust Nation podcast. I love you. I love everyone. I hope you guys had a merry Christmas. Hope you have a blessed new year. And um, hopefully Santa brought you everything. Hopefully you saw a stop. I did not get one, sadly. Um, and I'm I'm out. I got nothing else. I, I, I've got to come up with something for next year because I out. I mean, I could say out a ton of different ways. You're you got. Yours. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I need something. I need like a catchphrase. Yeah, we're we're going to work on that. <laughs> anyway, we out. Everybody, have a great, safe New Year. Sawdust Nation, out. Ooh, I forgot mine was bye-bye. Oh, you got it in. Put it. All right. So now that I'm about ready to... Oh, I just sold something on Etsy. It was my life. Oh. No, I'm just... I'm up for that end.